Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wool on us. Fighting and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Uh, recently, there was a big, I guess, public debate, uh, you could call it maybe, <laughs> over Cloudflare and its decision making concerning whether or not to provide services to the uh, Kiwi Farms forums. If you are unfamiliar with Kiwi Farms, first of all, feel good about that. You're lucky. You should be happy. Uh, it truly is, I guess, you know, one of the worst sites on the planet, attracting some of the most, I would say, sociopathic people around who often seem to egg each other on to do more and more to threaten, harass, and cause harm to individuals who are often from more marginalized communities. It's really just completely awful, awful stuff, uh, even as defenders of the site continue to insist that people are overreacting and that maybe they just have an edgy sense of humor. Uh, anyone who spends any amount of time on the site kind of knows that's bullshit. Uh, the site is just really irredeemably terrible. Uh, it has a fairly long history of leading to intense harassment of a of a variety of people, especially those who criticize it. Uh, but recently, a campaign was kicked off by one of the people targeted by the site, Clara Sorrenti, uh, who argued that the only reason the site remained online was because Cloudflare was providing its CDN and security services for the site. And uh, that campaign asked very loudly for Cloudflare to remove services from Kiwi Farms. Cloudflare eventually posted a long article that didn't mention Kiwi Farms, but explained its philosophy on moderation, highlighting the differences that it saw between edge providers and different layers of infrastructure providers and arguing essentially that moderation by companies makes much more sense the closer you are to the edge. And as you get further down the infrastructure stack, private moderation should be used much more sparingly and that law enforcement should take precedence. It also highlighted how the few times that it has removed services for various awful, awful sites like the neo-Nazi site, the Daily Stormer, that it leads in turn to greater demands from governments and others to take down other sites, uh, often repeating back the same language that the company used to defend the initial removals. Uh, just a few days after that initial long post, Cloudflare did another post saying that it had actually decided to ban Kiwi Farms from its services and that anyone attempting to visit the site was taken to a Cloudflare interstitial page explaining its decision. The company claimed that it did this after receiving credible claims of violence being planned on the site, which struck some people as questionable considering how much violence uh, seemed to be planned on the site prior to that. Now, many, many, many people were extremely critical of Cloudflare throughout this entire process and angry bo about both of the blog posts, though I think at least somewhat happy that eventually Cloudflare finally removed Kiwi Farms from its service. I wrote a long set of blog posts arguing slightly differently, I, I think, uh, very much so that Cloudflare was correct to remove Kiwi Farms. Uh, but my larger argument, I think I, I had 
three points I was trying to make, perhaps not well. Uh, the first was that I appreciated that Cloudflare was looking to stake out a set of principles for moderation on its infrastructure layer of services rather than doing what many, many companies do, which is sort of just make it up as they go along. Um, and I also thought it was good that Cloudflare recognized that infrastructure and edge services are different and that their moderation demands were different. Uh, second, I noted, as Cloudflare did, that it seemed wrong in some sense that this decision should be left up to Cloudflare. Uh, and I felt that unlike edge moderation on a Facebook or a Twitter, the underlying intent uh, when demanding uh, that Cloudflare take action was not necessarily that Kiwi Farms should you know, find some other service to go to, but rather that Cloudflare should effectively stand aside to allow others to burn down the site. Uh, and there are things that made me somewhat uncomfortable with that framing of, of the discussion. And then the third item was that I was hoping that it would kick off a larger discussion about sort of bigger societal issues that really resulted in something like Kiwi Farms existing in the first place and hoping that we could begin to look at what things could be done to avoid that, you know, avoid people seeking out that kind of content and, and conversation. Now, many people really disliked my articles and heavily criticized them. Uh, and I will note that, in fact, I think the only people who seemed to appreciate my articles was a very, very small number of people who perhaps were in the same bubble that I live in of talking about content moderation at the infrastructure layer, which is a, a conversation that a very small group of people have been having for a few years that we've been discussing with, with a number of people, including people at Cloudflare. Um, and those seem to be the only people who appreciated it. Everyone else... Uh, was pretty straightforward that that my discussion was not great, uh, that it was fairly obvious Kiwi Farms is bad, Cloudflare should not provide service to them at all. End of story. There's no nuance here to, to discuss at all. Uh, the criticism over my pieces came from plenty of people that I trust and respect uh, and, and learn from all the time. Uh, and one of the most vocal on that, uh, which I appreciate, was Mike uh, Dunforth who's a, a lawyer, a popular member of Law Twitter, I think I would describe you as, uh, and who wrote a thread criticizing my piece, which I thought was completely fair and, and, and worth discussing. But rather than discussing it over tweets, I figured I would invite him on the podcast so that we could discuss it back and forth this way, talking rather than typing in 240 characters at a time. So, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mike. It's really good to be here. And uh, absolutely, I mean... We can do this faster this way, if nothing else. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and there'll be a defined end point as opposed to with Twitter, Twitter back and forth, where it's like, how do we end this without with everybody wants to get the last word? Yeah, I mean, there's still that uh, Greg Doucette thread from 2019 running. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we want to avoid that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think your description of things is... Um, relatively fair although i i think i would say that uh i was looking for more of the nuance maybe than some of the other folks were and i think there's um a fair bit to be had on that uh so i mean from my perspective it wasn't so much um that i was disagreeing directly with what you were saying i thought it was leaving out a couple of important pieces and particularly okay. so go ahead sorry yeah, so which pieces? What did I leave out? Well, I think the big one is how this whole thing fits into 
really the whole conversation we've all been having since, you know, at least uh, John Perry Barlow's Declaration of Independence and the rest on how does this whole internet thing work in the ideal world anyway, and how do we get the policies that get it there? Because I think a lot of what was happening with Cloudflare um, and Kiwi Farms and the rest of that um, really kind of boils down to the consequences of decisions that have been made or not made in that kind of broader tech policy space. And it, it's difficult to kind of divorce it from that. Okay. So, so, so let me dig in there. So, so is, I mean, so I heard this argument and, and let me see, is this the, is the argument that you're making is that, you know, the, the sort of original, techno libertarian activists you know had this this approach where it was kind of like you know very much hands off entirely and and it wasn't addressing that aspect of the history or or, or i think what? it was more that we we had and i, I say we because i mean you know i i was uh reading um that declaration of independence you know if i remember right on a green screen in a dorm basement <laughs> uh, and loving every second yes. of it um but I, I don't think it's even so much that I think what I would disagree with was is that that whole cyber libertarian thing requires everybody's hands off versus it being primarily focused on government hands off, um, kind of bringing it into the connecting it to that libertarian, uh, you know, the, the, the broader libertarian kind of sense. I mean, my read is and always has been Barlow is saying, hey, we're building our brave new world out here on the frontiers. Mm -hmm. We don't want you governments involved in it. We're going to take care of right. it. But from right. my perspective, that implies a certain amount of, well, we're going to take care of it. Right. Okay. So, so, and, and, and this was part of the argument that you made in, in the Twitter thread addressing my post, my initial post at least was, was, and, and, and I think, I'll, you know, and, and I said this on Twitter and I said this in a follow up post, like I, I was not entirely clear in, in my yeah. post. And there was a there was a way to read my post that that was effectively like, you know, because I talked about societal mm -hmm. level and government level failures. And there was a reading of that saying like, oh, what I'm saying is that the government should have come in and shut down Kiwi Farms. Um, and that that wasn't really what I was talking about because right. there are sort of, you know, there are serious first amendment challenges to that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that there were things that, you know, were potentially criminal happening uh, on the site. And I think that, that there could have been, you know, stronger law enforcement effort there, but I was talking more about in the larger sense, like the fact that there is this, you know, this attraction to sites like Kiwi Farms um, and sort of how they've, they've sort of festered in, in a weird way is more that I was speaking more to sure. that as the societal level problem than, than, than the government. Though I, I understand how, how it could be read to say that. So is, so is that where, you know, the, the, the sort of larger problem that you well, had with, with the, the... That's some of it, but I mean, I think some of it also okay. is that even if we're looking at it as a broad societal uh, problem, I think, you know, Akiva Cohen on Twitter, full disclosure, that's my boss, but um, uh, 
Akiva had, you know, made a point and I think a fairly good one, which is no matter how good we get at shutting down the societal issues and yeah. fixing those societal issues, there's going to be a certain percentage of people who are going to kind of fall into that. Um, you're never going to get, be a hundred percent perfect. And sure. when you've got, you know, you know, what are we up to uh, effectively 5 billion people online, maybe more, even the tiny percentage is pretty substantial when they find each other, which is, yeah. I mean, one of the things that the whole internet is designed to do. So just saying we got to fix that stuff is never going to be entirely adequate. Um, there's always going to be. Now, that said, I mean, absolutely, we should all be very uncomfortable with how Kiwi Farms is getting shut down in a scenario like this. The question for me is whether we are more uncomfortable with that than we are with some of the other alternatives. Right. So, so what, what do you mean by well, that? Well, I, I, I mean, first of all, going back, absolutely, there are First Amendment concerns. Um, absolutely, you know, probably all 60, 70% anyway, probably more of the stuff that's on that site is First Amendment, protect, Amendment protected speech. Sure. Um, we've got Section 230 concerns, which, you know, go to no matter how bad the site is and no matter... Um, how much of a driving factor in bringing everything together and inspiring, you know, and to be clear, we're talking about conduct like swatting, conduct like yep. in-person harassment and things like that. No matter how good the site is at being the source of all of that, uh, we currently have a policy framework where we can't go to the owner's house and hold him responsible for that. Almost everything that we're doing in that regard is um would be holding him responsible for the speech of another hold treating him as the publisher of the speech of another and we can't do that either so we've got a scenario where you've got mostly harassment that's happening on the individual level is going to be the kind of thing that's difficult to capture through conventional law enforcement um at the outset you've got a scenario where you've got a site that is a clear root cause of this You've got a scenario where we've got policies that are good policies on the whole that are going to prevent government intervention. And I think I would be much more uncomfortable undoing that than I am with the vigilante approach, which certainly still leaves me quite, quite uncomfortable. Um, But to what extent do we have to sort of take some ownership for that um, in terms of we've got this we've created through you know almost global internet policy at this point an internet that is um very lightly regulated most of the regulations coming from uh private sources not public sources um and there's no centers of agreement on how to deal with this there's no mechanisms in place so so to, to, to me that's where you kind of, it's difficult for me to divorce that from the conversation of what's happening to Kiwi Farms. So, 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 so part, part of the argument is basically, you know, if, if Cloudflare doesn't do this, it is effectively giving more ammunition to those who want to dismantle Section 230. Is that, is that part of what, what I you're mean, saying? that's part of it. And part of it is that if Cloudflare doesn't do this, um, then Cloudflare, frankly, is continuing to enable Kiwi Farms at that point. Um, right. Uh, 
Cloudflare, for for better and worse, both, doesn't have an alternative where um, they can go ahead and say we're making neutral decisions. Uh, the outcomes of their decisions, no matter how neutral they're trying to be, the outcomes aren't neutral. Yeah. And, and 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 to be fair, like I don't I don't think that Cloudflare necessarily said that their decisions were neutral, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I mean there are other issues there. So yeah, so let me, let me take one step sure. back. Uh, and, and so on the question of like, you know, the fact that a lot of the content on Kiwi Farms is constitutionally protected, I think that that's true there are questions about like well if you can't go after the site you know if there is speech on there that is not constitutionally protected mm -hmm. that is you know whether it's you know true threats or um you know there are in some places sort of criminal levels of, of harassment mm -hmm. criminal criminal laws around harassment um if you could um use those laws i mean it still feels like the there is a you could target the people who are actually doing that and, and even if you were to say that like the guy who runs kiwi farms who i'm not even going to name because i don't, don't want to give him any any credit for that um you know that that they can't go after him you know if he was engaged in some of that and encouraging of some of that which i believe at times he was um you know you could go after him for that which is his his own his own actions mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm saying there are ways to do that, um, that go after the actual criminal activity that is not protected speech that could have been done and, and was not done, right? I, sure. At the same time, that also, you know, we, we keep falling into this, none of these problems sure. are completely divorced. Uh, how much law enforcement yes. do we want? How much law yes. enforcement power do we really want to see out there? And... Um, where do we draw the line between a swatting and sending 18 I-know-who-you-are-and-where-you-live pizza deliveries, both of which right. are plausibly illegal conduct? And, you know, certainly the law enforcement has been getting better, although not great, at going after swatters. Um, yeah. But the the police department in your average american suburb isn't going to have the resources to locate arrest and um you know to, to yes. locate arrest and extradite 18 people for pizza deliveries yeah. so yeah and this is all true and and again like my underlying statement at the beginning that I still stand by is like, I think Cloudflare did the right yeah. thing to, to get rid of Kiwi Farms. Um, and I think there are a number of other sites that still exist and that still use Cloudflare that, that they should probably get rid of, frankly, um, for similar reasons. The Kiwi Farms was perhaps the most notable of and the worst of the worst, but um, I've, I've seen some others. Uh, they're, they're out there. I know, you know, quite. Yes. Uh, and for various reasons, I've become been becoming more familiar with more of them yes. uh, recently. Um, and it's it's unpleasant and it's ugly. Yeah. But but so so let me let me get to. So the larger point that I was trying to make that that again, like everybody sort of disagreed with me on what was around the fact that I actually did think 
that the original blog post from Cloudflare was a useful statement um, and that it laid out the company's philosophy on these things, even though I said, and I, I had written, and, and, and this may be part of the reason why there was some confusion and, and complexity, and, and again, this is all on, on me and, and my writing skills or, or lack of them, um, was, you know, I originally wrote up a post before they had taken down Kiwi Farms. They, they did the, the original blog post on a Wednesday. I wrote up a post on Friday and I wanted to sit on it mm -hmm. because the post, the post I wrote was basically, I appreciate having a principled stance. I appreciate the work that Cloudflare put in to present their philosophy on all of this and explain it all. And it, there was clearly a problem with it because the conclusion was we're not going to take down Kiwi Farms. That, 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 you know, yeah. as great as it is to have a philosophy, if the, the end of that philosophy comes out this way, something went wrong in the process. And that was the argument that I was trying to make. And then, you know, over the weekend, while I was sitting on that, thinking about it, they took down right. the Kiwi Farms and I had to sort of go back and, and adjust. And I was still trying to make that same point, but I think it may have gotten muddled because, because of that shift. Um, but I still appreciated the, the, the philosophy. And again, like I know of three other people who agreed with me on that and then many, many who did not, I, um, I, I guess I'll put it this way. I appreciate that they're thinking about the issue, uh, uh -huh. more than I appreciate their thinking on the issue. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that's the way that I'd put it. And I think I can put, you know, okay. I, I, I don't know that I could give you a detailed breakdown of, you know, every reason that I would disagree with it. But I think a big one is this. A philosophy that says we don't think we should have this power. So we're going to try to act in a way where we are not uh, using this power is a pretty bad philosophy when you actually do have that power. Um, mm. I don't think you can wait, you know, it, it's not like you can snap the magic wand over your knee and throw it in the lake. It's going to come right. back to you no matter what. So I think that was where I kind of, uh, it, and to an extent I have problems seeing that kind of as a principled stance because, um, I'm not sure that really a, I, I'm not sure that, okay, well, there might be a whole lot of big problems here, but we're going to nope out is mm -hmm. if it's principled, it's just on a superficial level, I think. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I think I think part of I think part of the argument, um, and, and I have two two different things I want to say here. So, part part of the argument is basically, I think to some extent, Cloudflare saying if if we nope out of this, as you put it, <laughs> uh, even though we have the power. That is basically an invitation for somebody to effectively take take that power from us in, in some form or another. Um, now, that's a very messy way of doing things. But he, here's the second thing. And, and this may be just sort of like my own sort of priors on this kind of thing. I remember very clearly, you know, Google and the search engine you know, on their, their main product, there's still their moneymaker, the search, you know, search space. They were very clear that they did not, 
you know, they had an algorithm that was trying to find the best results possible no matter what. And any attempt to mess with that was something that they were fundamentally against. Mm -hmm. Um, And they started to get tremendous pressure from copyright holders, as you're well aware, to say, you know, you need to modify search results to avoid sending people to sources of infringement. Um, And Google resisted for a long time and said, you know, we have that power, but we don't want to use it. Our search should be whatever the, you know, whatever the will of our searchers is, basically. And eventually they finally softened on that position and they cut a deal with the MPAA and the then the MPA, now the MPA and the RAAA and said, we will now add in a new, new way of modifying the search algorithm, which is based on how many takedown notices you send us Mm -hmm. to certain sites. And we will build that in to influence our algorithm. And that began a process that now all sorts of people have successfully sort of been able to to adjust and hijack and change Google search results because once they sort of open themselves up to, okay, this industry is very upset. And, and I know that there are differences here, mm-hmm. but this industry is very upset about this kind of content and the fact that people are searching on it and people are being guided to it by a search engine that we are willing to, to adjust. And, and I, I pointed out the slippery slope argument at the beginning and I think to some extent I've been vindicated that that is what has happened since then is that there have been just nonstop demands. And it started with like a private agreement between Google and two different trade groups. And eventually it got to the point where governments were mandating it in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's like a thing that governments do, which is frankly, basically tell Google what sites can and cannot be found in search results. Um, and that's problematic. Oh, yeah. And so I wonder if there's some of that same kind of thinking going on from the Cloudflare side, which is the more we give in and the more government demands we get, the sort of more crazy all of this gets. I hope there is some thinking on that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, yes, it's a slippery slope argument, but sometimes the slopes are truly slippery. And this one <laughs> has had the lube well and truly sloshed out of the sure. buckets. I'm not going to argue with that one. I can't argue with that one. Um, Working on my PhD in England, I've had some um, interesting, if not the least frustrating discussions I've ever had (laughs) with a couple of the English high court justices who have been involved in doing things like issuing uh, broad blocking orders directed at intermediaries and that kind of thing. Right. Um, That's actually part of the reason I think why I get so frustrated, though, at Cloudflare for this, because what I haven't been seeing, so the pieces that I'm seeing that are here are, we've got government that's eager to moderate um, across a range of issues. We've got this culture that's grown up around, we don't want governments to moderate, but if you're not producing and the internet has not produced an alternative to the two, you're right. just begging to get tossed halfway down the slope and, and right. start from that point. <laughs> <It's> momentum. <laughs> um, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a completely valid. So, point. I mean, yeah. if Cloud if Cloudflare was going to say something like, "Okay, mea culpa, we have messed this up catastrophically over a period of years, if not decades," we need to get all of the kind of, you know, mid-level infrastructure people. I think that's fair. Where we would call them, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not running the pipelines, and they're not. Uh, I mean, they, they have they have different right. – there are different parts to it, which is part of what they, they oh, show, yes. basically. And, and they, I was trying to kind of limit it to the one that's relevant to, to sure, this sure. one. Um, but, okay. you know, we need to get everybody who's working in this space together and try to get a set of regulating principles down. We're, sure. We need to get everybody on the same page here. I mean, just as a starting point so that, okay, yes, we Cloudflare have the power, but it's the same power that – this company has and this company has, and maybe we should kind of get to the point where we're all exercising that power the same way. But 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 then you get into the problems of like, well, one, there's like cartel like behavior, right? Sure. And and then what if there is a general disagreement about, you know, what is, you know, what if all of those sites agree have these same principles, and that leads to the removal of forums that we actually think are are good yeah. that are that that other people dislike and, and are concerned about, and and there are plenty ex- of examples of that. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, one of the, Cloudflare had a different controversy about its decision based on FOSTA right. in the U.S. to remove Twitter, which was an attempt to create a, a social network site for sex workers right. um, who felt the need to communicate with one another, which I think is, you know, a, a completely valid and, and useful service. Um, but but because of the nature of yeah. FOSTA and the problems of that law, um, Cloudflare removed them. So if you have this set of principles where all of the companies agree and then that leads to the the shutting down of websites that that some people dislike, but that you know some of us feel have social value. Are there concerns? Oh, there? absolutely. I mean, there's no there is no place in all of this where there aren't concerns. Um, right, right. <laughs> I we're we're in the middle of just a gigantic mess that's been truly decades in the creation. I. Uh, we're yeah. going to get muddy no matter which direction we go. <laughs> but I think part of it is that, um, you know, a, a, as you've been pointed out with the slippery slope, uh, the governments are going to do it if there's not something else doing it. So right. which do we, we so, what do we want for internet policy regulation on the global scale? And at that point, yeah, there's going to have to be decisions made. They're going to be messy and some of them are going to get messed up. But um, we at then, the start, so we, the, but we're even at the point where those decisions are getting made one way or the other. Um, right. So who's going to make them? Yeah, yeah. So so that leads to a, a different issue that I'm sort of trying to to think through, which is you know I agree, and you keep making this point where it's like if if Cloudflare or basically if the private companies don't act, the government is going to act for mm-hmm. them, and that very likely will be worse because whatever the government does is going to be all sorts of problematic. Um, But then there is this question of like, well, then what's the difference, right? If the companies need to act to prevent the governments from acting, is, is that, is it then, then, you know, then is that any different than if the governments did act? Yeah. Right. And, 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 and there are a number of different 
things here, but like one thing I'm thinking of, and this relates to like right now, you know, in the UK, mm-hmm. where you came from recently, right? They're debating the online safety bill. Oh, yeah. Um, and the online safety bill has many, many problems. But but one aspect of it that I think is really troubling is that they have this, you know, I think I think within the bill it's called legal but harmful content. Um, yeah. We've referred to it as lawful but awful, which I think is much catchier. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, you know, there's this sense that, like, you still have to take down this content that is lawful but awful. Right. Um, and I remember – that this is the way that the 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 um, the fire the Great Firewall of China was originally developed. It, it has since changed, but originally the plan, the way it worked, was the government said, "Do not allow any awful content," which is right. basically you know contrary to the government's wishes, content, or you will be punished. And it was sort of vaguely worded that way. And the end result was that ISPs in China basically massively overblocked because you don't want to take the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's no no clarity on what it is that you can take down, then you're going to overblock. So I'm worried about the online safety bill because it more or less puts in – it's not quite that far. But it's it's getting up there towards it. And it's basically saying the same thing, which is like even if this content is lawful, you still, ha- you still are, are uh, responsible for taking it down. Otherwise, you will get in trouble. And here we're kind of saying the same thing except not as explicitly. You were just saying – if you don't take it down, then the government will put in laws later on that will get you in trouble. And therefore, you still have that same incentive structure in place where the risk is overblocking yeah. because of that. I mean, overblocking is a massive risk, and I don't want to minimize that. Um, yeah. At the same time, I think, you know, we can look at Kiwi Farms as the epitome of lawful but awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I mean, I have never seen so many people even far out on the cyber libertarian extreme going, yeah, that site's got no socially redeeming features whatsoever. Right. Um, there is general agreement on that one. Um, and so we start to get into this situation where we've got this, you know, and again, I, I mean, I still keep kind of thinking of the whole online environment as, as almost a pseudo, not nation, but thing in its own right that is sort of, more than the sum of its parts, I guess I would, you know, you have sure. to say, um, you've got a general agreement that this thing is not helping anything. It is hurting everything. And right. you've got a broad agreement that um, there is no structure by which it can be removed. So at that point, where do we go exactly? Right. And, and and it should be noted, right, that like, so Cloudflare did this and then the site has continued to pop I think it's up back in up different now, places. Yeah. yeah and, and, but it goes up and goes down mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they find whoever is doing it. And so, you know, there are other providers that are that are out there and, and involved in all yeah. of this um, as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I look, I, I, I don't have a good answer to all of this either. Like, yeah, I mean, it, uh, everything about this should be making everybody who's listening uncomfortable, right? Right, right. Um, I, so I, I think where I'm coming from on this is kind of a perspective where at the least I'd like to see companies exercising policies that are thoughtful about where harm is going to happen if they don't use power they do have. 
Right. Um, and to an extent, thinking about, you know, to what extent can that power, can, can that harm be mitigated if they don't exercise power? Right. And, you know, kind of bring it back to what Cloudflare was doing and one of the reasons why I thought their approach was inadequate. Um, looking at that question of when do I have a responsibility to stop harm? Particularly right. in a world where pretty much everybody's agreed, yeah, this is harm and this is a single source yeah. Or at least, if not not a single source, that you're you were absolutely right. You know, it's coming from a lot of people in there, but it's a point source from which it's emanating. Right. Um, I don't like vigilante action as the means. On the other hand, given a lack of alternatives and given the relative individual powerlessness of the people who are being hurt, right. uh, I'm maybe not finding as much fault with it as I ordinarily would. Um, yeah. And in terms of principles, just again, looking back, we say that Cloudflare is sort of in the middle there, but at this, by the time we got to them at that point, weren't they kind of the lowest level where anything could happen? Yeah. So, Fair you enough. know, I, I, I mean, when I'm, when I'm, you know, then this kind of goes back to what I'm saying on, on, I, I think it's a matter where the nuance starts to get real, real important. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think it's true. I guess like the, the things that I keep struggling with in all of this too, is like, you know, to some extent, where else does this lead? Right. And so like, you know, should the domain registrar be pulling domains, right? Should, should whoever gave Kiwi farms its domain pulled that domain? Is that something that we think is appropriate or, as Cloudflare raised, and this was obviously not the issue mm -hmm. for, for Cloudflare itself, but Cloudflare does have a DNS right. product, which is, I mean, now we're getting down into really core infrastructure mm -hmm. of like, you know, resolving a domain name and figuring out where to send people. You know, do we think that, you know, if you argue that harm reduction is the most important standard, and maybe it is, and and like that that is also driving a lot of my thinking where it's like, you know, if if I were in Matthew Prince's shoes and if I were running Cloudflare, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I let, you know, harm continue via Kiwi Farms, right? So, like, yeah. you know, personally, I would have said, like, yeah, that's it's got to go because otherwise there is going to be harm and, and I was the person who could have blocked it and, and I don't know that I could handle that. Um, but, um, you know, but then there are these questions of like, if that's true, then should it go, then then suddenly you, you get into these really tricky territories of like, well, then should the domain registrars pull it? Should the DNS providers not allow anyone to get to these websites? And then, and, and you could make the same argument that that's, that will prevent the harm mm -hmm. that those websites are doing. But then that feels really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and Again, I mean, I think it should, especially since what we're kind of looking for is as much freedom as we can possibly right. get uh, online. I mean, I, I'm still, you know, uh, governments of the world, right? Uh, I mean, I've still got that running through my head and I'd want to hold on to as much of it as I possibly can. Um, yeah. But at the same time, 
if what we're looking to create is something that's similar to a society, um, I mean, the basic rule of human society at a certain point is, is all, well, not throughout everything has always been, there are certain conditions to belong, right? I mean, we've never had a society where sure. absolutely everybody can stay in no matter what they do or who they are or anything else. So at some point, somebody's got to decide what the bare minimums are and what happens sure. when people fall short of them. What right. we've got right but now. Then we're right, then we're right back to the exactly. question of should that be Matthew Prince? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, to the extent that I you know, could even think about putting any standards on anything right now, and again, hey, I don't run the internet. I'm glad I don't yeah. run the internet for much, many of the same reasons you've just articulated there. Um, but maybe we need to, you know, start thinking a little bit more collectively about how do we maximize protect, how do we maximize both freedom and protection? I mean, you can't do both. Yeah. Where do you find, who gets to set the balancing point? Where do you find it? These are all questions that we've all been, you know, I kind of hate this phrase, but it, it does sort of feel like we're looking at chickens coming home to roost at a certain point here. Yeah. We've done a great job um, pushing off this discussion and pushing off the discussion. But at a certain point, yeah, um, we're seeing that. And partly because I don't think we've adapted, you know, when you think about it, I don't know that we've adapted to the point really even in the discussion where, hey, when we started the conversation, you had to go to a room in your house, sit down and go to cyberspace now we, we walk around and we're holding it in our hand. Um, yeah. And that changes things. We haven't dealt with that. But at a certain point, we have to start to go, all right, well, yeah, real people are getting real kinds of real hurt out of this. Um, so maybe we can't have this be the perfect, absolutely everybody can say absolutely anything, absolutely whenever they want to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, who decides is going to be the killer question, right? Yeah. So, I mean, part of this, as I'm, as we're talking through this, one of the things that's occurring to me is, and, and this sort of brings me back to the discussion that I've, I've been having for years about, like, that first came up when there were, like, moderation questions about Reddit mm -hmm. and Twitter and Facebook, you know, going back six, seven years already, and, and where where I came down uh, to, to, to writing the protocols, not platforms paper um, was this idea that, that, that perhaps the real issue behind some of this is the, the fact that, you know, the decentralized network of the internet has gotten more and more centralized. Yeah. Right. And, and, and how much of the issues really sort of track back to that that so much of the internet is really run by just a few companies. And that includes Cloudflare, right? right? I mean, Cloudflare provides this service and they're sort of one of the very few ones who can, who can provide those kinds of services. And my thinking in the protocols, not platforms paper, which I hadn't really thought about until as we're talking through this, you know, it doesn't directly apply here, but part of the idea behind that was if instead of centralized Twitter, centralized Reddit, centralized Facebook and, and whatnot, we had more decentralized systems. You, in some ways, might solve some of these issues, not fully, because these issues are not fully solvable mm -hmm. and is not a perfect solution. But you have this scenario in which 
you know, more and more of the decentralized nodes. And again, I'm, I'm talking in sort of generalities yeah. here because who knows what this actually looks like. Just refuse to connect to these the services. And, and you're no longer reliant on like one giant organization deciding you're cut off. But if all of the sort of mainstream ones that mainstream people use mm -hmm. don't don't allow access to these services, then you sort of bury them in, in sort of a hidden space effectively. Now, there are problems with that as right. well. And there's an issue of like the hidden space can also lead to festering uh, and, and, you know, worse damage when it explodes back into the, yeah. <laughs> the other part of the world. But, you know, is the issue really just like Cloudflare's too big? I mean, is, is there something to that argument? Yes and no. I mean, yeah, uh, the centralization is <laughs> a huge problem, but the other huge problem is that uh, things tend to centralize. I mean, yeah, you sure. know, so I mean, it's it, it would be great if if it worked that way, but there are reasons it doesn't work that way. And a lot of the reasons yes. it doesn't work that way are that doing things through private companies, private companies look for the economically efficient routes and centralizing right. everything is pretty economically efficient even if it's right. less than ideal. So, I mean, I, I think it comes back to, like I said, I mean, I don't think the problem, the, 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 the issues I had with what you were saying wasn't really so much with what you were saying. It was with, right. Can we really even talk about this Cloudflare problem without kind of diving into these, these fundamental root internet regulation issues that have been sitting right. there? Um, yes. And, you know, I mean, if Cloudflare wants to say we're not going to exercise our power under certain circumstances, clearly they can. But then at that point, also clearly the, the, the contact everybody and get them to drop Cloudflare as a provider stuff kicks in and you yes. start to get the pressure campaigns there. I, are those good? No. Hell no, it's not a great way to do business. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of prefer that to a high court blocking order. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think that's fair. I think, you know, and, and again, like, you know, I've always been clear that like I, you know, uh, you know, uh, people speaking up and saying boycott, blah, blah, blah. That's that's a free speech. Like right. they should be, you know, absolutely do that. And Cloudflare deciding to to you know, say, no, we don't want to do business with you is, is perfectly allowed and, and a reasonable response by the company itself. Um, you know, I, I guess the issue is like, we're trying to think through where does all of this go? And, and I appreciated the fact that, you know, as I thought, like Cloudflare was trying to sort of figure out a philosophy around it. Though, as uh, Blake Reed pointed out, mm -hmm. and I think this was a totally fair comment as well, um, you know, the timing of Cloudflare's publication of that, you know, after about two weeks of people yelling at them about Kiwi Farms was not great. <laughs> the other thing that wasn't great was when they started worrying about the threats of violence also, if we're honest, coincided somewhat with when some of those threats of violence from Kiwi Farms started to be directed more toward them. Yeah. Though I don't, I, 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 because there was doubt some of very, 
not a lot, but I, I doubt very strongly that that was the the impetus for the decision. I I would agree, uh, but or and I would hope that it's not. Um, but it it also kind of adds to the bad look component. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, and and so much of this stuff is about look as much as anything else. Yeah, because when you keep yeah. when you keep coming down with the bad look, you're going to kind of you restrict your ability for people to take you seriously when you do try to lay sure. out the governing principles and everything else. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, on that front, issuing a statement that says we were probably wrong when we took the literal Nazis offline that time, which is how their original <laughs> statement read, maybe sacrificed a little of their credibility. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like, uh, yeah, I don't think that's quite. I, I understand how it was read that way, and I understand that. Yes, uh, I think their argument again was more that when they did that, the while people were in general happy that the Daily Stormer was taken offline, though they found sort of new right. ways to to be online, um, that it did lead to much greater pressure from yes from groups and governments and whatever to, to shut down others, some of which, you know, Cloudflare really didn't want to. But right. again, like there, there are all sorts of, again, we're just, we're, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, all of this is really, really tricky. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 if we've hit a point of agreement in the last, uh, however long we've been chatting so far, I think it's that there's no good or easy solution to any of this. Yeah, which um, yeah. probably for the people who are going to be listening to this particular podcast <laughs> is maybe not the newsflash of the century. No, 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 no. All right. Well, anyways, I mean, you know, obviously, like because of that, because there is no easy answer, like it, it leaves me still sort of, you know, trying to puzzle through and, yeah. and, and, and think this through and struggle through it. And, and I appreciate the, the, you know, the sort of pushback that I got to what I wrote and, and what you wrote that made me think. And I appreciate this discussion, even if it's frustratingly gotten us. It really has, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, we had, a, I had a great time talking it through, but uh, yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it comes down to, uh, and I wind up in this position in copyright chats a lot too. I mean, at the end of the day, sure. it comes down to, we've been trying real hard to not address certain questions for a long time. And we may have run out of opportunity to not address those questions. Yeah. 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 I don't know about that, but yeah, maybe, maybe anyways, yeah. I, 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 I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm going to, close this podcast <laughs> i mean it's it's a good discussion we could keep going on and, and there's like a lot of philosophical discussions around this and practical ideas to, to discuss as well yeah. but I, I think i think this this was good <laughs> I, I mean we got as productive as you get when we're when you start talking about fundamental level internet regulation right yes yeah yeah i mean yeah that's true anyways uh mike uh Thank you so much for, for taking the time. Thank you for, for your critique and for making me think about this stuff and then for taking the time to come on the podcast and discuss it. Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. And I've been enjoying not just our discussion here, but uh, the various times we've been going back and forth on uh, Twitter <laughs> yes. on things, which I, I don't expect to end anytime soon. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I am I am contractually obliged to to argue with people on Excellent. Twitter. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks again, and thanks everyone for listening. And we will be back next week. Duh. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. So grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Duh.